0: christian kid tried to convert me so i exploded a possum all over his truck but what he did next i never would have expected
1: i get the missionaries can be like annoying and whatnot but i I don't know if uh exploding a possum is is quite the right response you know what i mean
0: when i was a sophomore in high school a new guy moved into town his name matt what's up matt Matt played guitar, ooh, Matt swooned, and I was a singer, match made in heaven. Our love was meant to be. We started dating when I was a junior and he was a senior. I was 16, he was 17. Honestly, it was super cute and it probably would have made a decent Wattpad story, but it wasn't made to last as I was moving to a new state at the start of my senior year. So, this story takes place about two weeks before the end of my junior year and the school and the town were getting ready for senior graduation. Oh yeah, graduate yeah. me, baby. The characters, these are not their real names, but they're fake names. Mm. OP, me, the girlfriend. Matt, the boyfriend. Griffin, the bad friend. Henry, the good friend. And SDP, super dead possum. <laughs> <laughs> Matt was my first everything. Losing the V card wasn't great. But is it ever is? Throwing Matt under the bus. Matt and I, were awkward, but we managed to talk boundaries before anything happened. In the conversation, we agreed that it was really important to both of us that this stayed private. Mm. Absolutely no bragging or being weird around friends. Smart. Griffin was a senior and someone who was in our group of friends, but not a close friend. You know, like a friend that you like somewhat ostracize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, a little clinger. Yeah, a Pluto friend, a Pluto friend. (laughs) Yeah, you're not a real, not a real friend, (laughs) but you're kind of like
1: there, I guess. there.
0: We were all in either orchestra, choir, and/or band. Yeah. Everyone in those programs ran in the same social circle. Griffin was a Christian, and it was a big freaking part of his identity when we were in school. Yeah. He had this like charisma or something. He used it to invite classmates to his church while gently shaming all of us for not being Christian like him. Even though he was a major bummer, his whatever charisma kept him active in the social scene. And he was at all the major hangouts I can remember during that time. I was friendly with Griffin because, to put it simply, I lack confidence. <laughs> OP, sad. Aww. I grew up in a church where I was taught that men were more important than me. To never question a man, my own mother even shamed me for wearing my volleyball uniform at home Because John, get this. Because it was inappropriate and could confuse my brother. Mama, you
1: need to reassess your priorities.
0: That's fuck. Fucked up doesn't begin to cover that church the amount I had to unlearn. Anyway, by the time I was 17, I was fully done with the church, Mm. but still struggled with all I had been taught, as you would. Mm. It was a confusing time. Griffin knew this, and it was his self-assigned senior project and a direct Lying to our Lord God, Jesus Christ. It was his mission to get me into his church. I'm 99% sure it was only about getting Matt involved because Griffin also wanted Matt to be a Christian, but that had so far been massively unsuccessful. Matt was not a Christian and had zero desire to know more. He saw firsthand how the church treated me and my family after some shit happened that was out of our control. And Matt was not a fan oh my i kept a journal during that time in my life because i had a lot to figure out my journal was plain nothing on it to draw attention because i never wanted my family to think it was a journal it was supposed to be just like a incognito school notebook you makes know? sense one day during lunch i was at my usual table where there are griffin sat, Ooh. and i realized i needed something from the choir room so i left my stuff at the lunch table not thinking anything about leaving my backpack there i had no idea anyone would go through my stuff because that had never happened before. And I didn't have anything of value anyway. Right. Well, as it turns out, my journal ends up being valuable because I had written about Matt and I. Oh, and the dirty, dirty things we did. No. And who should have read it? But freaking Griffin. Of course. Griffin thought he had ammunition to get me back in the church. And I'm assuming Matt was <sighs> supposed to join us. Griffin proceeded to take my journal and tell basically everyone in our social group and the whole school about my most private moments. Oh
1: my God.
0: And it was effing humiliating. Wow. Thankfully, Matt didn't blame me, even though I felt like it was my fault. He was more confident than I was, but also didn't get nearly the same shame thrown his way that Uh, I was getting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I knew I was leaving in a few months. So I try to keep my head down and focus on school, but being called a, you know, you can imagine the names by the people I grew up with. Yeah. I, like after a while, it grates you. Yeah. I guess Griffin's plan was to shame me back to church, but instead all I wanted to do was leave. Yeah. And to ruin Griffin. Yeah. It took some time, but I would get my revenge. Cue the revenge. <gasps> Matt, Henry, and I were hanging outside my house after school. My house was backed up to a street that often had roadkill due to being right alongside a huge swath of woods. Hmm. At this point, I knew that my revenge was going to include Griffin's brand new ford f-150 truck this truck was literally all he could talk about because it was custom his parents got it for him as an early graduation present and it was very very expensive like those ford f-150s can go up to like 100 grand i believe it they're not cheap it was a perfect truck bottom line is he loved that truck more than he loved life itself I'm not a car person, so I have no idea what the truck was or if it was good, but I do know it was really, really tall and extremely lifted. Like, you couldn't see the top of it, which ended up being bad for Griffin, but fantastic for revenge. Ooh, Perfect for hiding stuff. So, there was a big super dead possum on the road behind my house that had been there for what seemed like a week.
1: Oh, God. Imagine the
0: smell, John. Imagine oh, it. I am. Sniff it. Ugh. But I don't remember how many days exactly. Normally, the town was pretty good about sending the guy down our road to pick up roadkill. So it had been there long enough for me to notice, which didn't happen often. I was staring at the SDP super dead possum mm-hmm. because, well, it was there. I'm staring. Matt starts staring. And then Henry starts staring. Ooh. We start talking about Griffin because this thing has inspired. Of course. The Griffin name. Oh, yeah. Because man's a piece of rotting f- flesh. We're talking and I'm getting madder and madder Then livid. However, I calm down when I realize this possum isn't disgusting. It is opportunity. Uh Oh! Gentlemen, we're going to bag that super dead possum and put it in Griffin's truck. Oh, yeah. This wouldn't quite be that simple, so we started to brainstorm how we can fully get away with this. Griffin lived in an area of town where it was fast for him to walk to school instead of drive. There was a shortcut through the woods to school, which meant a three minute walk. Hmm. Driving to school meant he had to go 20 miles per hour or slower, and one of the cops was always out because of how the schools were placed, so no speeding. Ah. It still took barely any time, but it was longer than the shortcut. Griffin, of course, chose to drive his big-ass truck to school. And that left us with an opportunity, and a plan was forming. Ooh. I snuck out that night, met Matt and Henry wearing all black and a mask. Dude, they're heisting right now. Yeah. We bagged up the super dead possum, which is the most disgusting thing I've ever done. Mm. And we drove to Griffin's. We parked a bit away and went through the woods to the back of Griffin's house, lugging this putrid bag of nonsense. Ooh. This was before the time where people had cameras on their property. So we didn't have to worry about anything besides floodlights on the side of the house. We had decided to put the super dead possum on top of the truck, knowing that Griffin wouldn't be able to see it. He couldn't drive like an asshole and wouldn't be taking his truck anywhere besides school. So basically the possum's not going to fall off the top because he's only going like 20 miles an hour. Ah, I see. We thought about this. So the super dead possum was super effing bloated. And if any of you are familiar with bloated roadkill, you may know where this is going. Oh, Johnny, familiar?
1: It's, it's, about to be, it's about to be a pop
0: balloon. Let's, let's see. Let's see. Super Dead Possum was heavy and not going anywhere until this revenge was done. The next day at school, Griffin parks in the student lot like normal. We go to class like normal. Mm-hmm. I get called a few names throughout the day Ugh. like normal. Sad. I went through the day gleefully awaiting the final bell, knowing that Griffin was in for a nasty surprise. Yes. Now, this is happening two weeks before graduation in a very southern state. It is hot as where I grow up and 90% humidity on top of it. Sounds like Florida. Hell yeah. So the bloated super dead possum on Griffin's car. Well, that super dead possum did what an old bloated super dead possum is going to do. Oh, no, it exploded. Ugh. And if you've ever experienced a smell, and I hope you never do, it is awful. Wow. The final bell rang. Matt, Henry, and I strategically placed ourselves a bit behind Griffin so we could see him once he got to his truck. When you made it to the parking lot, you made it to the smell. Oh, it was horrible. My God, people were gagging, frantically looking around to try to find the source while covering their noses and sprinting to their cars. I knew this plan was going to satisfy my revenge, but never imagined this level of chaos. Griffin gets to his car. And because the super dead possum exploded, he definitely notices it now. Oh, God, The force of the explosion of this poor animal meant that all of his windows were cracked. What? The juices oh my God. seeped into the roof, down the windows, oh and God. inside the siding of the doors. Wow. It got all, and the sunroof was open, so it got all in there.
1: Oh,
0: there was Jesus. no way he was driving home, so he had to call a tow.
1: Oh, my God.
0: As he's calling, Griffin starts vomiting because <laughs> he had stood too close <gasps> to the truck for too long. Matt, Henry, and I were in the music programs and often stayed late, so we stuck around for the whole fiasco. No one noticing us, and we get to see everything. We get to see Griffin's misery. Griffin manages to get on the phone, calling his parents, crying that his truck has been destroyed, (laughs) and he could hear his dad yelling in the speaker. Eventually, the tow arrives, and the tow guy is gagging but gets the truck loaded up and out of the parking lot.
1: It's like in the movies where, like, one person starts vomiting, and then everyone
0: yeah. starts a chain reaction. At this point, Griffin had been yelling, crying, vomiting about his truck long enough that the people left at school knew what had happened, and by the following morning, the whole school knew. When Griffin came into school the next day, his parents and a guy in a suit were with him. Oh. A lot of people knew Matt and I had issues with Gritton. Got some beef. Oh, yeah. Matt was called into the principal's office, but never me. I'll never know the exact reason for this, but it is most likely a combination of not having a physical evidence against Matt or myself and that no one imagined a woman, a dainty woman, could be involved in a retaliation scheme so disgusting. Yeah. Griffin, his parents, and the guy in the suit tried to throw weight around and get some type of punishment for what happened, but there wasn't really anything the school could do to appease them without knowing who did it or having evidence that it happened at school. Yeah. Right? Because they they, they drove to school with the Makes possum. Makes sense. Wow. Genius. There were cameras at school. Oh. And it was clear that Griffin arrived at school with the super dead possum already on his car. Everyone totally knew that Griffin's car was destroyed by Matt and probably me, but never Henry. No reason to suspect Henry. With no proof, though, no one could actually say anything. And good side effect after that day people stopped calling me names and i was mostly ignored until i moved away wow if people did have to talk to me they were polite and to the point i learned later that people were genuinely terrified of matt and i because of everything that happened so the super dead possum was very effective
1: wow oh man op as they say in like politics like the only way to bury a story, have like a crazier story. Oh, yeah. Come out. Wow. Genius, genius. I- uh,
0: there is a one little, little addendum. The graduation ceremony arrived and being a year younger, I was in the crowd cheering for my friends. This was completely unplanned, but I get giddy picturing Griffin's face decades later. As Griffin was walking across the stage, I managed to make eye contact with him. And then I quickly made a little explosion with my hands. Winked and he knew exactly what I meant. And that's some nuclear revenge, folks. Let's go! Wow.
1: Dude, salute OP. Salute
0: Salute, OP. My mother-in-law tampered with my birth control, which resulted in me getting pregnant three months postpartum. I don't know what to do.
1: That's definitely foul.
0: My husband, 22 male, and I, 20 female, welcomed our daughter into the world 18 weeks ago. She's a darling baby and really pretty easy as far as newborns go. Except for one thing. She wasn't a son. What an issue. Uh, My in-laws were obsessed with the idea of us having a son to the point that they denied she was a girl up until the moment she was born. Why? Because quote, the bloodline follows the father. Ugh. If you don't have a son, our family name will die out because your daughter will marry a man and carry on his bloodline. So girls don't really count. Bro, this is a girls Game don't of really Thrones count. Shit. Bro, You're selling to your granddaughter, you don't count! The day they came to visit in the hospital, my in-laws asked when we would be trying for another baby. We kind of just laughed it off. Totally would too, like (laughs) what the heck, I just had one. But my mother-in-law got more insistent, straight up yelling at us, Y'all need to try for a boy! Ugh. Over the next month or two, the conversation about us having another baby sort of tapers off into little comments every now and then. I had no problem ignoring them, and we'd already told them that it wasn't happening, so I just let it run off my back. Around this time, mother-in-law started coming over daily for a few hours, watching the baby for me so that I could sleep and occasionally clean up a bit for me. She'd be over unsupervised anywhere from one to four hours. Unsupervised. Foreshadowing. Fast forward to present day. Two days ago, my husband poured me a mixed drink, and when I brought the cup to my lips, I got hit with this paranoid and panicked feeling. I immediately put the cup down and insisted we take a pregnancy test. Oh, God. Sure enough, it comes back positive. Dude, like, that's some spidey senses. You take one sip of
1: a drink and you're like, I need a pregnancy test now. I might be
0: pregnant. We wait until the next morning, take a digital test again, positive. Based on LMP, which is like this pregnancy due date calculator, I should have been about six weeks along. After getting over the initial shock, we were excited but confused for several reasons. We hadn't been able to get hormonal birth control, so we weren't sure how we'd gotten pregnant, but we're happy with the news. We decided we wouldn't tell anyone because we didn't want another baby stampede from his family, but I'm incredibly close with my sister-in-law, so I decided to tell her after swearing her to secrecy when I told her her eyes got wide and started to water and she asked if I was serious and was I sure I told her I know my husband and I are young between us we make more than enough to support another baby and then the sister-in-law burst into tears and starts to apologize over and over meanwhile I sit there with my mouth hanging open and lost she calms down a bit And through her tears, tells me that my mother-in-law has been poking holes in our condoms pretty much since we came from the hospital. Bro! What? 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 You always hear about, like, the crazy girlfriend that pokes holes in the condom. Yeah, it's like a joke. But never the crazy mother-in-law.
1: Never the crazy mother-in-law. Wow!
0: And also, it's, like, her son, too. Yeah. Like, what? Bro. Oh. This is, that, that, this, there is something wrong this is with so this bad. woman. This is so bad. Something very wrong. Honestly, like at that point, do you just? At what point is your is your at what point is your significant other's family so bad that it doesn't warrant dating your significant other? Or
1: or like, hey, we can't like engage with your family like that because like if like this was. Her, you know, mom coming over, like, they're they're clearly, like, in each other's lives. It's like, I can't risk your mom doing anything else because the trust is broken.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, dude. But the thing is, it's like, like, you could have that conversation. But at the end of the day, a lot of people are, like, you know, family's family.
1: Well, the the partner would have to say, yes, we will remove them from our lives effectively. At least least her life. Bare minimum, her uh, her
0: life. The wife's life. Tough conversation, regardless. Yeah. (laughs) Not easy. All She claims mother-in-law told her she did it, but she thought she was just spouting shit because she was upset we didn't have a boy. And suddenly, everything clicked into place. That's why the condoms didn't even work. Wait. That's why the condoms didn't work even... That's why the condoms didn't work even though we were careful with them. God. That's why she'd always... That's why she'd always shoo me off to sleep while she... That's why she'd always shoo me off to sleep while she was around, and that's what she was doing when she was cleaning my house, snooping for our condoms. Wow! And she knew I wasn't on birth control because I remember complaining to her about how my OB. OB.
1: Uh no. <laughs> Thought it was like it like a doula. Maybe oh,
0: oh, oh obst- uh, gynecologist. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she. And she knew I wasn't on birth control because I remember complaining about how my gynecologist went on maternity leave and I wasn't able to find another one. So I—it's kind of funny. Hmm? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. And she knew I wasn't on birth control because I remember complaining to her about how my gynecologist went on maternity leave and I wasn't able to find another one that took my insurance at the time. It's very meta. The I gynecologist know. goes on maternity <laughs> leave.
1: Hold on one sec. I'm gonna restart my camera. Episode 19, part
0: two. Sweet.
1: Okay.
0: I'm so angry, I don't know what to do. I want to go right over to her house and tear her a new one so bad, I can smell my tires burning in the blacktop. Seriously. I'm also illogically angry at my sister-in-law for not telling me, which, honestly, yeah. Like, why didn't you tell her earlier, 100%. How could you think that this was a joke when she was so specific about everything she was going to do? Why didn't you warn me? I would have put my condoms in my room. I'm livid with mother-in-law. I'm pleased with this pregnancy, but it wasn't my choice. It wasn't even an accident. It was her meddling because she didn't get her golden grandson. She always wanted. I don't even know how to handle this. I want to scorch the earth, but I also don't want this family knowing I'm pregnant. And I'm not even 12 weeks yet, so the risk of miscarriage is still uncomfortably high. The only bright side of this whole thing is it snatched my husband out of his mother's fog so violently, he's probably got whiplash. Personally, my pregnancy has soured. Personally, my pregnancy has soured a bit, so I'm really trying to hang on to Personally, my pregnancy has soured a bit, so I'm really trying to hang on to any happiness I have about the pregnancy left. If you have Irish twins of your own or R1. If you have Irish twins of your own or are one, I'd love some positive feedback on the situation. Where do we go from here? Just wow. Dude, like I
1: <laughs> where do we go? There's just
0: so much wrong. So much wrong. Like so The much levels wrong. of
1: wrong are just through the infinity. roof. Infinity.
0: Infinity. I I I really I really think one, like like they need to cut out the mother-in-law and yeah. possibly the sister-in-law too. Like who doesn't tell the trust like has been broken. For bad. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's as bad. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I just don't, I don't know how you could even have that mother in your life after that point. Like, I feel like you would just have to cut her out completely. Cause that's like, that's not like, Oh, I'm switching your sugar with, raw sugar or stevia that's yeah, like yeah yeah I am altering the course of your life in a very significant way yeah um and I don't know if that's forgivable
1: because what if you know you know one of them loses their jobs or whatever like it's yeah, just it's a financial such, burden too it's just such a tremendous thing to like bring into your life that when it's out of your control like and and again to like sh- they did nothing wrong they were you know practicing safety and protection but it was the mom that screwed all that up like it i wonder if that's that's got to be like a crime like she could probably you know yeah
0: i wonder if poking holes in condoms is a crime
1: i mean like somehow like uh, it's probably got some fancy legal name but like forcing insemination or you know i don't know something like that you'd have to prove it in like legally but
0: gotta be something there let's see depends on the situation to buy a condom poke holes in it and then throw away the condom is perfectly legal to do so
1: at a bare minimum honestly the 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 wife should get a restraining order against the mom i think yeah jesus like keep her
0: far 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 away yeah, that is um that is some effed up stuff. Uh if you have a mother-in-law that is too nosy in your business, get her out of there. Yeah. Don't let her sniff your junk.
1: Yeah, we we we've heard bad mother-in-laws, but this is This
0: is this is a new level. We ain't heard this level yet. This is a new level. Wow. All right, John, what do you got for us? Alright, let,
1: let me restart. Episode nineteen part three. Uh, all right twenty two F. is it good mm-hmm um i'll try this a few, just a few different ways
0: also maybe we just don't put the um follow for part two at the beginning
1: yeah yeah i think i think that's smart for now get the views back up i think it's a good strategy but not after that big yeah. of a dip um go back to our basics back to the basics baby Kay.